This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, designed to help you navigate the dynamic world of cryptocurrency. We're here for anyone who is interested in crypto at all. Maybe you've already dipped your toe in the water, or maybe you don't know anything about it, and this is the very beginning. But we recommend heading back to the very early episodes to get your footing. However, if you think you're ready to dive in head first, then let's do it. Today, we'll be giving you a rundown on what's been a huge month of news and just what's happened with that Solana wallet hack. We'll talk to you about some developments in regulation as well as how NFTs are changing the way we interact with sport and ticketing. My name's Tracy, and as always, I'm joined by my pals from the Bamboo app, Blake and Craig, who are both, by the way, getting over a cold. So bear with them. Welcome along today, guys. How are you both feeling? <laughs> Thanks, Tracy. Definitely uh, on the mend, but still a little bit groggy, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going, Craig? Yeah, soldiering through. We're going to be sounding a lot more nasally than normal. <laughs> <laughs> but we shall get through it. So let's jump in. July is behind us now. So let's do a quick summary of a couple of winners and a couple of losers for the month. We all know that it was a good one for Ethereum. They finally scheduled the merge. They had their biggest conference, FCC, with lots of exciting news. And we told you a little bit about that last episode. And ETH finished the month up 58%, which was pretty amazing. Another winner in July was Polygon or Matic, which was up 94% for the month. They've got a pretty good business development team. We figured out probably the best in crypto. They've had deals closed with Mercedes, Reddit and Disney. So that's pretty exciting for them. Yeah, that's a pretty big month of partnership. So those are a couple of the winners for the month of July, but there were certainly some losers as well, Blake. Who's on that list? Yeah, there were bankruptcies filed for both Celsius and Voyager, um, which is uh, obviously not great. And uh, of course, we've been talking about many of the other companies that have been struggling as a result of the liquidity crisis in the sector over the last couple of months. But you know, another, a couple that we haven't touched on um, was Coinflex. So Coinflex is an exchange and they lent um, a character in the ecosystem named Roger Ver $120 million to trade with. Now, Roger Ver is pretty colorful character. He was actually the first guy to translate um, the Bitcoin white paper into Japanese uh, back in 2011. And uh, he is notoriously known for supporting Bitcoin Cash and not Bitcoin. So he's found himself in a little bit of trouble. 
and as well as that, one of the cross-chain bridges um, was hacked for $200 million. So uh, these bridges and wormholes get hacked a lot, don't they? Mm, they do, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you definitely have to be careful about using these bridges when you're going cross-chain because most of them don't have robust security like the you know, layer one chains. Yeah, so it's not been a great start of the month for Solana either, Craig. Tell us what's happened there. So one of my favourite darlings, Solana, has fallen victim to one of crypto's latest hacks. Users reported that their funds were drained without their knowledge from internet-connected hot wallets, including Phantom, Slope and Trust Wallet. So people were pretty much loading up the app on their phone, which was their wallet, whether it's a Phantom wallet, and seeing their Solana being drained, which is obviously everyone's worst nightmare. Several Solana addresses have been linked to the attack with almost 7 million at time of recording being taken. Now, how it was taken was there's a Web3 navigator called Slope and people who have connected their Phantom wallet or their Trust wallet to Slope, they can see a whole picture of all their assets. They can see their NFTs, their crypto holdings, live prices. They can even trade on them. And what happens is people don't disconnect that DAP from their wallet. And then what's happened is Slope has been compromised and all the wallets that have been connected to Slope have since been drained. The NFTs weren't taken. It was just the money that was taken, right? No, NFTs as well. So SPL tokens, which is an NFT. Oh, but not actual pictures of NFTs and things, just... Yeah, so a Solana NFT is an SPL token. So they were taken as well. But you, but Tracy, have you ever used Slope before? No, I'm just... I, but I do have a um, phantom wallet with some NFTs on it. Yeah, but if you've never even heard of Slope before, then you'd be fine because you've never connected to that. But, I, but what, what I did is when I heard about this, I went on my phantom wallet and I disconnected my wallet from... I was actually connected to like... 12 websites that I completely forgotten about. That is red hot. Um, so Blake, how can we protect ourselves from this? Yeah. So uh, just in a more general sense, hot wallets are saying that, you know, you should only use uh, for transacting with or keeping small amounts in. You shouldn't hold funds in a hot wallet because they're the, you know, by definition, the most insecure type of wallet. So Secondly, just make sure that you know you're keeping your 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 wallets tidy um, and disconnecting, like you mentioned, Craig, from websites or DApps. Um, you know, when we go onto a DApp, like a decentralized exchange or another sort of program, you know, often you grant them access to your wallet, and it's probably not so common to disconnect. Once you've connected it, yeah, when there's exploits like this, these are the type of maintenance things that you need to do in order to keep your funds safe. So, yeah, definitely something to keep your eye on. Yeah, really good advice there that we should all adhere to. Moving on and some more big news, developments with regard to regulation. This is something that we like to keep a keen eye on here at the Crypto Curious. Senators in the US have introduced a crypto bill in the last couple of days that extends the CFTC regulator's power. And the CFTC is the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. Blake, can you tell us exactly what this bill tells us and how it may change things? Yeah, for sure. So um, in the US, there's been a little bit of competition between two of the regulators, the CFTC and the SEC. So the SEC generally manages the regulation around securities, like equities, like companies, stocks, and the CFTC manages, you know, all the regulation around trading commodities like iron ore or oil. Because crypto doesn't fit really nicely into either 
uh, definition of being a security or a commodity, there's been a little bit of tension between the two regulators around who should um, be regulating the technology. Now, of course, um, some crypto tokens can be classed as securities and others as commodities. But to date, you know, the primary assets in this ecosystem like Bitcoin, Ethereum have been classed as commodities. So what seems to have happened here is that the legislation around what the CFTC regulates and how it regulates is being extended um, so that they have more powers to then manage um, what's happening in the ecosystem, particularly around consumer protection, which is extremely important. Now, of course, there's a lot of ambiguity in relation to the policies that have been put forward because it is, you know, we're still in the early stages of regulating this technology. However, it is a step in you know, a very defined direction. And what you know, we would expect from here is once the legislation is passed, that then other countries start to look towards the US about how they regulate um, these assets locally. So yeah, definitely interesting to watch. And you know, a lot of the crypto industry like FTX and other um, major players have been working with regulators and senators and politicians in order to push these bills forward. Yeah, it definitely was some big news and crypto Twitter was um, pretty vocal when this came out. I think everyone thinks this is a, a step in the right direction to tighten those consumer protection uh, laws. Craig, have you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, so as Blake mentioned, Sam from FTX is all over it. He's donated millions to Joe Biden and other politicians. I think he's lobbying some people in the government. I reckon, Trace, that all of these exchanges are just begging for regulation so they can be the first ones to on-ramp all the institutions because – you know, of course it's consumer protection, but at the end of the day, these exchanges want to get the crypto space to a place where they can start to welcome the big firms like BlackRock, JP Morgan, etc. Funny that. Let's move on. Segway, another piece of big news. BlackRock, the world's largest money manager, announced a partnership with Coinbase Global, allowing its clients to buy Bitcoin. Uh, now, this is a big deal for institutional investment. In the same week, Coinbase Prime has also added Ethereum to its expanding list of staking options for its institutional clients. So, this really is a big one, Craig, and you mentioned it because um, it's bringing in institutional investors. Yeah, exactly right. And Coinbase, which is like 80% down from its all-time high, the stock, sorry, um, had a big pump. It's up 100%. So people are now only down 79% from the, from the top. Um, but Coinbase, obviously, they want to prime themselves. They're the first crypto exchange to be listed on a major stock market. They've already um, got a bunch of institutional clients and institutional product as well. Um, so they're well-placed. It's probably going to be them versus FTX, I think, for the instos. What are your thoughts here, Blake? Yeah, pretty amazing stuff that they've partnered with BlackRock. You know, the thesis there is that, you know, over time, a percentage of BlackRock's AUM will come across to crypto. And if they've built the gate in order to facilitate that trade volume, then, you know, it's pretty amazing accomplishment, in my opinion. And yeah, it's just going to be really interesting to see, you know, the uptake from, I believe it's a platform that BlackRock has where their customers can- I think it's called Aladdin. So the group of customers are that primo group called Aladdin. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see 
what the actual uptake is. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good to see. Let's take a break there. And when we get back, we'll talk about how NFTs will make your future sporting and concert experiences a whole lot more enjoyable. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. You're listening to Australia's number one crypto podcast, The Crypto Curious. So Binance has jumped into NFT ticketing and partnered with football club Lazio for the 2022 and 23 season. This has all come about after UEFA League drama caused counterfeit tickets in the Champions League this year. Now, Craig, I'm going to leave this to you because this is right up your alley. Can you tell us a little more? Yeah, let's. I'll just provide a bit of context on that Champions League situation. So it was Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Liverpool's my team. I'm tragic. Liverpool fan, which we did lose that game. But essentially what happened was it was in Paris and there was like so many counterfeit tickets and people couldn't get in. And then people who had real tickets from the players, even the players' families couldn't get in. So then people with real tickets started jumping the fence and then people with counterfeit tickets started jumping the fence. And it was just a nightmare and extremely unsafe. Um, In saying that, my favorite use case for NFTs is ticketing because I try to get secondhand tickets of course they're going to be 10 grand to go to the game now with nft ticketing clubs and competitions are incentivized to provide users with a safe and secure platform to buy secondhand tickets because of course you're paying overs and there's a risk of it being counterfeit and binance which is partnered with ronaldo lazio i think a few other spanish clubs as well they're really trying to be the leader in the space and apart from that you know, they've also facilitated fan tokens. I'm, I'm sure if you go on Binance, you can see there's like an Inter Milan fan token, a Barcelona fan token. So they're trying to create this crypto ecosystem where NFT tickets will be not only a ticket, but store and match discounts, giveaways and real experiences. You know what they're going to do as well now? It's going to be, um, I've forgotten what it's called. It's actually got a name for it, but it's going to be a little chip that's in your jersey you can buy like the jersey for the year it's in your jersey so when you walk up it just scans the nft that's in your jersey as well so it's like a real time which is pretty cool i've bought a pair of sneakers and they have one of those nfts in them they have no yeah that is so cool what brand are they golden goose we're paying you too much blake mate rolling (laughs) in it rolling that's so cool 
<laughs> this actually rolls into that Ticketmaster story with the NFTs. I've got to admit, I don't actually know what's going on there, Blake. What are they doing in this space? Yeah, we, we don't actually really know yet, but they're hiring um, a head of NFT for ticketing. So this is really interesting because I think what you were talking to, Craig, is that ticketing is with NFTs is going to be really important and potentially the future of ticketing, you know, how we manage our tickets uh, moving forward, you know, instead of, you know, downloading a PDF um, and then trying to figure out how to print it out to take to the gate. You'll simply have an NFT um, that wraps up your ticket and then when you get to the gate, you'll be able to transfer it at that point in time. Um, And, you know, I really like this idea because, you know, keeping memories from the concerts and the events that you've been to is really difficult when you have like physical bits of paper that you've printed off or wristbands that you're going moldy on your wrist. Um, At least with NFTs, you can keep a a copy of them. Um, So you have a gallery of all the events that you've been to over the years, which would be really cool. So I think uh, I'm really excited to see what they end up bringing to market. That's a really good idea. We could come to a stage where if you've been to an event, they could airdrop you the event video, yeah. a live version, yeah. A live version of it. Or the next event that you go to, if you've had it in your wallet from previous, you get a discount on the next event. Yeah, I bet that'll be it, something like that. Or it could be like the single that was dropped at the at the concert, you know, it might be dropped into your wallet, you know, so you have- yeah, That you've got to pay for, you've, you've got an option because you were there, you get the first release. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. God, we're so good at marketing. Okay, next up are our short, sharp news bites. And today we have a lot of them, so- Let's try and get through them because it's been a big week of news. Craig, you're first off to bat. What do you have? So, yeah, back to Solana. They are launching their own real-life stores called Solana Spaces. The very first Solana Space is opening up in New York and the goal is to onboard new users to the Solana ecosystem and to sell their new mobile phone. So at the store, you'll be able to learn how Solana works. They'll set your wallet up for you. They'll buy your first NFT and you can, you know, interact with crypto in the store as well. So it'd be like a bit like Apple, but for crypto. Very cool. Blake, what do you got? Online brokerage Robinhood um, has laid off a quarter of their staff. Uh, so the company um, is in the second round of laying people off with a thousand people so far. Now, Robinhood was notoriously famous for allowing people to trade options on coins like Dogecoin. Um, so I can certainly understand that you know, now the market's cooled off why they're you know, having to let go of some of their some of their workforce. It'll be interesting to see if they posture differently for the next cycle. And moving on to some super cool news that everyone was talking about this week was Tiffany and Co, uh luxury jewelry brand, announced a NFT launch and a collection that they did exclusively with crypto punk holders. So quite an unusual partnership. The collection has a supply of only two hundred and fifty and is priced at thirty F, which is equivalent to around about 50,000 US at time of recording. So buying the NFT will allow uh, you to redeem a physical pendant uh, designed and crafted by Tiffany & Co, which resembles a crypto punk. So as it turns out, the mastermind behind this initiative is actually an executive vice president of production and communication who actually owns a crypto punk and bought one back in um, January. So 
That's pretty cool. Everyone was talking about this week. It's kind of a weird pairing, but this will sell out instantly in a couple of days when it goes live. And um, yeah, really interesting. Blake, you got a comment there, mate? No, it's just like you know, it sounds like this this executive at Tiffany and Co is just trying to trying to pump his bags um, by you know doing this collaboration. Oh, everyone, everyone seems to love this one. Um, what do you reckon, Craig? I mean, Tiffany and Co is isn't it? It's for females, right? So like, why would a crypto punk? Like, I don't know if many crypto punk holders are females that are, I don't know if there's any overlap. You watch this. This is going to, you you watch this go, this is going to go large. This will sell out instantly. Let's see how this goes. I think it will sell out instantly. Oh, actually, they're probably doing it for the crypto punk holders' wives. Nah, this, this, you, the marketing on this was amazing. And the way that they did this, it was really, really well done. Watch this space. What have you got for us? You're up next, Craig. So Qcoin is launching NFT fractional ownership platform. So you can own a fraction of a board ape or a crypto punk. The global crypto exchange announced the launch of its NFT ETF trading zone um, last week. The new product aims to improve liquidity of NFT assets and lower the investment threshold to their 20 million user base. So... A lot of people are trying to do this, but... Yeah, maybe it's saying that we should do on Bamboo. Dollar cost average into a board ape? Yeah. yeah. That's that's too degen, I think. That's a bit too degen. Yeah, too G- I think we stick with the big guys. Speaking of big guys, Michael Saylor is stepping down from MicroStrategy. So as you may or may not know, MicroStrategy is a NASDAQ-listed software firm, and the CEO, Michael Saylor, has notoriously um, invested a large portion of his balance sheet into Bitcoin over the last couple of years. Now, he's been very, very focused on this, and I think they own a total of 129,000 Bitcoins that they bought for an average of 30,000 US dollars. Um, and he is stepping down as CEO so he can focus more on the company's Bitcoin investment strategy, and he'll be moving Moving up to be a chairman um, of the board, uh, so he won't be involved in you know day to day operations so much, and probably just spending more time thinking about how he can leverage the company's balance sheet to purchase more bitcoins. Mm, that was big news in the crypto world. So this is another good one for me because it's my favourite band. But indie rock band Muse have announced plans to release an NFT version of their new album, Will of the People, and this is a first of its kind. The non-fungible token edition of the band's ninth LP will become the first release of its kind to qualify for the charts in the UK. So the Muse album will retail for around about £20 and will be limited to only a 1,000 copies globally when it's released on the 26th of August, six days after my birthday, and will be sold on the platform Serenade, which is, um, I think it's an Aussie platform. So um, that's an interesting one to keep an eye out for. Craig? For sure, yeah. Starbucks, which is one of the world's biggest coffee chains, are the next brand to enter the Web3 space. They've got 27.4 million active rewards members, Trace. That's That makes flybys look a bit small. And they're going to try to onboard them with NFTs. So they're looking at airdropping NFTs to Starbucks rewards holders. Just another brand trying to get amongst it, I think. It's huge. That's big news. Big, big news. Yeah. Blake. All right. And one small piece of news to finish on uh, is NFTs.com has been purchased for $15 million. Now, it's the second largest public domain sale of all time. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder who purchased that one. 
There you go, everybody. We have made it through this week's episode. And once again, please reach out and let us know if you think we missed any news from this week. Send us an email at podcast at getbamboo.io and make sure you join us in our Facebook group, which is growing in numbers each week. It's been some uh, good conversations in there. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. See you guys. See you later. Crypto Curious is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Crypto Curious are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act of 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Crypto Curious acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 